Welcome back to another episode of the Lone Star Under the Rising Sun podcast. In this episode, I'm going to dig through my audio archives of some of my old YouTube videos uh, that I that I saved. Uh, it's audio only, so this podcast, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, after this short little intro, it's going to be audio only. Uh, to those who are listening to the audio-only podcast, well, there's not going to be much of a difference. Um, in this episode, I'm going to talk about how I, as an American, was able to get my driver's license in Japan. So, uh, just to give a little bit of a background here about getting a driver's license in Japan, if you're uh, a foreigner, if you're from the UK or Australia, New Zealand, or any country that pretty much um, came from the UK, like a Commonwealth nation, uh, other than America, you really don't have to do too much to get a driver's license in Japan. All you really have to do is have your license translated from English to Japanese, and it's it's a, sh- a semi-short process, right? However, if you're an American, because each of our states has different driving laws, you have to jump through a lot of hoops, depending on where you're from. When I took the test, every state, every American from any state, pretty much had to take uh, retake a driving test, a written test, a driving test, an eye test, all, all of that stuff. Um, I think, however, since then, some states have changed. So if you're from, I believe, Washington State or, or some other states like that, you don't actually have to take a driving test anymore. You can just do the same thing. You can translate your license over. However, me being from Texas, I still think uh, you you have to go through some of these hoops. Now, another caveat here uh, to this is I live in a prefecture in Japan called Tochigi, and it's notoriously uh, infamous for how, I wouldn't say how difficult it is to get a license, just how much red tape and bureaucracy and everything that you have to go through to get it. Um, For example, if you live in Tokyo, the average time, the average amount of times you have to take the driving test is I think one or two for Americans. In Tochigi, it's anywhere from three to five to seven or even more, depending on what country you're from. If you're American, you, you get a little bit of slack. Um, and I explained how many times it took me to get mine. So that that's just a little uh, aside there before we get started. Also, uh, because this was originally a video, I took the audio from a video, I originally recorded it on a GoPro camera mounted in my car. This was a driving video. Unfortunately, the video does not exist anymore, or else I would actually be putting this back up. Uh, But the GoPro I had, uh, for some reason, the audio capture, it still captured my voice quite well. However, there is some sort of weird clicky noise that you'll hear. It's... um, I wouldn't say it's too distracting. You can still hear my audio quite well, so don't worry about that. 
but um, yeah, there, w when actually driving, there's there's some wind interference that the microphone picked up. It's very minor. Don't worry about it. The message is still clear, and you'll still be able to understand what I say. So, um, also, it this is this will be quite a short uh, podcast, about fifteen minutes or so. Uh, so, uh, this is uh, I guess like a mini mini episode, but I'll still count it as um, as an episode of the podcast. So, with that being said, if you're interested in learning as an American or someone who still has to take a driving test in Japan on the process that I had to go through to get my license in Japan, give this a listen. It's still, uh, I think, I still believe it's still um, very helpful info and um, I believe not much has changed in that regard other than a few states like I said. Now if you're Canadian or from the UK or Australia or New Zealand places like that, uh, this probably really won't um, be of any use to you. Uh, there, there's a little bit of info in there that that I had to go through that other uh, people will have to go through as well, but the actual driving test and written test is not required. Uh, but then again, I don't know. Things may have changed for you guys as well, so just... Uh, Give it a listen if you're curious. If not, you're uh, feel free to to skip this one. But anyway, without further ado, give this a listen, and uh, I hope it helps. Hey everyone, Shay here, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to be doing a driving video and talk about how I went about getting my Japanese driver's license. So basically I I didn't get a new Japanese driver's license, I just converted my uh, American driver's license to a Japanese one. And the whole process started uh, almost two years ago, about a year and a half ago. Um, the summer of 2012 is when I uh, started. So I to, in order to convert your Japanese driver's license, or your American driver's license uh, into a Japanese one, or any foreign driver's license for that matter, you have to uh, get a few documents in order first. And if you do not know what to get first, uh, you're kind of in for a little bit of a red tape headache uh, going back and forth between the um, driving center in your local prefecture. I live in Tochigi Prefecture, which only has one uh, driving center, and it's uh, a little bit far from where I live, but not as far as it is for other parts of the prefecture. And uh, basically the documents I had to secure were, um, I believe, a translation of my license from JAF the Japanese auto, uh, it's like a, a governmental uh, thing, um, bureau for, um, for automobiles. Get that and uh, basically my driving history in, in Texas and I had, I had renewed my license and, and changed addresses a few times so 
when I actually got to the driving center, I had to uh, basically wait for a few hours just for them to tell me that they needed more information than, than what I had. So b before I even took any sort of tests uh, to get my, to convert my driver's license, I basically had to go to the driving center two or three times. And this was only a small taste of what I was actually in for. As apparently, uh, Tochigi Prefecture is one of the uh, most difficult prefectures to convert your driver's license in Japan. And uh, I don't know if it has to do with the fact that Tochigi has some of the worst drivers in Japan or not. That might be so. But I think the average uh, times to take the test for Americans are around seven which is actually how many times I had to take the driving test and it's not that the test is the driving test is difficult it's just they are really strict and they do not I, I don't know anyone who's passed on the first try but once I got my uh, documents in order I made the the train ride over to Utsunomiya and then the bu the long bus ride to Kanama where the driving center is and you have to be there and fill out your paperwork uh, you know each time you have to pay about 2200 yen which is about $22 roughly um, just to apply so you apply for that and then you wait for a couple of hours until they're ready to look over your paperwork to make sure you have all of the paperwork and you have to do this every single time that you go to the driving center if you happen to have to take the test again. So they'll, they'll look over your documents and if it's your first time they'll make you take an eye test, make sure your eyes are, are good and then you take a written test. The written test is probably the easiest part of converting a foreign driver's license into a Japanese one. It consists of only six, uh, sorry, not six, ten questions. And you can have the choice of it being in English uh, as well as Japanese. And believe, I believe those are the only options, but they might have Chinese and Korean as well. But, um, you know, it's in, it's ten simple, easy questions in English. And some of these are just basic common sense. You know, can in Japan can you turn at a red signal for any reason? You, you know, un, if if there's a blue arrow pointing this way, you know, so or, or can you park uh, on the side of the road on in this certain thing? So, you know, some of them you might have to do a little bit a little bit of studying for. But I went into the written test uh, two times only because of the uh, the long time between uh, tests but each time I went in I didn't study really at all for the written test and I and I passed it they won't tell you your score but if you make if you get seven out of ten correct they'll automatically pass you and uh, they won't even tell you how many you got right they'll just say yes you've passed now you can move on to the, the driving section well, the driving section, again, after you finish the written section of the test, then you have to wait until about one o'clock in the afternoon to 
take the driving section. And there's usually always about 15 to 20 people waiting to take the test. And there are people from all over the world. Uh, every time I've been, there were many, many South Americans who were taking it. A guy from Mongolia, a few Chinese, and of course, uh, Europeans, Canadians, and Americans. Apparently, or actually, I take that back. There are no Canadians who usually have to convert their license and uh, and no English or Australian because their licenses can convert without a, dr a driving test. Um, I'm not exactly sure why um, Canadians don't have to take a driving test because they drive, I believe they drive on the same side of the road as Americans do, but Americans have to take a driving test to convert their license to a Japanese one and so you know you meet some some other people there um, what's recommended what what you do is you can print off a map of the course and the course is the same every time and you can walk the course uh, before you take the test to kind of get your bearings on what to do and the basically the test consists of you have the driving instructor sitting next to you and another passenger in the back who's observing and you just go through the course and it basically just consists of the driver telling you to turn at certain at certain places go through what they call an S crank and a Z crank uh, S crank is just a, a small narrow uh, S shaped uh, curve basically that you can navigate through and the Z crank is a bit sharper so uh, those I've never, I've never had uh, really any is issue with, uh, but the one that always got me was apparently I, I didn't look well enough at the, um, at the stop sign where it's hard to see other cars coming, and basically what you what you have to do and what I found out you had to do was you have to reach as your neck as far forward as you possibly can stretch your neck as far as you possibly can and look to the right, to the left, to the right and basically pretend like you're a hamster trying to reach some food you know it's 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 almost ridiculous what you have to do but once I once I did that once I exaggerated all of my 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 looks my turns everything they said it was fine so, but I ended up taking the driving test about seven times, and it would have gone quicker than it did if uh, if it weren't for the fact that I had to work. Uh, because for work, my only days off are uh, national holidays, but we get summers, winters, and spring break. So, and unless I had to go during the summer, the winter, or the spring break, I couldn't really take the test so there were periods where I had to wait over six months uh, before taking my next test and that's why I ended up having to take the written portion of the test again but uh, I know for me it took seven times but there were people there that I had met that were had already taken and failed the test the, the driving test they had failed that over 10 to 12 times and I don't know if uh, if this was any sort of racism or, or prejudice against where these people were from 
but uh, you know, a lot of people from the Middle East or um, Southeast Asia or South American countries, I had noticed, had to take the test more often than people of European descent and I don't I don't know maybe that's just the average number of times they've taken it or maybe it was just particular to these people but from what I had experienced uh, most Americans and, um, and Europeans who had to take the driving test passed around five to seven times five to seven times was the normal and it, it really didn't matter how how well you did, they would find a reason to fail you for the most part. And uh, that's what was sort of ridiculous about taking the driving test, at least in Tochigi. I hear in other prefectures it's actually a little bit more simple. So I feel like once I finally got my driver's license uh, converted, it was it was such a, an accomplishment. You know, just to do something that I had been doing for, you know, over 10 years of my life. But it definitely beats, especially in the uh, winter and summer times, it definitely beats having to bike everywhere. But, um, <clears throat> so, you know, protects you from, from the elements, especially having a car. And, you know, for a lot of, for a lot of foreigners, don't bother getting a car in Japan because they're either here for just a short amount of time or in the case of here in Tochigi it's just such a hassle to convert your foreign driver's license to a Japanese one that they don't think it's worth the time but you know if you just have patience and, and keep at it you can definitely you can definitely do it so that's basically the uh, the routine that I went through um, I'll I guess I can write a blog post about about it uh, to give you a little bit more details. But you know, if uh, if you're interested, you can just Google how you know how you or what paperwork that you actually need, and uh, it's it's pretty simple to find. So, but I hope you guys enjoyed this little uh, this little story, this little video, and uh, if you liked it, go ahead and and click like and subscribe and you know share it if you want and i will see you guys next time all right thanks